Hello, this is Michael, and this is another episode of Chess Thoughts, a feature where I discuss uh, my thoughts on uh, topical chess matters in the uh, chess world today. Um, first up is the controversy with Elizabeth Petz. Um, basically, um, my understanding of what happened was that um, she was playing on Lee Chess and um, and player of Arabic origin, um, I think, beat her um, or beat whoever was controlling her account. And then there were some statements made which were um, kind of um, really bad statements and, and uh, very specific to um, the, the opponent's uh, Arabic origin. Um, this then went round um, the world, really, in terms of uh, the screenshot of those comments, and the glitch has blocked um, the account. And um, Elizabeth uh, issued a statement saying that uh, actually it wasn't her who who was controlling the account at the time; it's one of her team members. So I'm just going to talk about this, really. Um, Elizabeth, um, I I know. Um, uh, a little bit about because uh, we've exchanged posts and um, she's been actually really nice um, to me and to my um, community um, so I'm, I I kind of know that side of her and I also know that she's extremely busy just like all, uh, most chess professionals um, and it just doesn't seem to ring true that she would do something like that firstly um, why would you play someone um, if you thought that they were automatically going to be cheating because of their origin? Um, you'd just throw the game or you'd, you'd just you'd do something. Um, you wouldn't just go ahead and play it and then lose the game and then post comments um, on the chat uh, with your account. Um, if you're a famous player because you that's just going to get screenshotted and shared everywhere i mean that's that's just route one social media so um i don't believe that that she was controlling the account so then it begs the question then why wasn't she controlling the account and why would a member of her team be playing in the tournament for her well i assume that members of her social media team were all um perhaps weaker than she is i would assume that i would assume she's stronger than them they're not they're not her um her coaching team or her seconds or anything they're her social media team so it does seem likely um that her account of what happened is actually what happened um i used to run a social media company um it wasn't just uh, purely chess in fact it wasn't chess it was uh a commercial um, social media um, outfit that um, used to run campaigns for for uh, companies, um, you know, Fortune 500 companies actually. And I I know kind of how this scenario could happen. Um, it seems Elizabeth was quite trusting in terms of the access she gave her team, and they had um, 
all sorts of uh, access, including Leeches accounts, not just Twitter and Instagram and all the kind of usual social media uh, platforms. Uh, so the question is then, you know, how um, prevalent is this? Are there, are there other chess professionals who have uh, unwittingly um, subjected themselves to this kind of risk? Um, I think it's very um, possible that other chess professionals have have had this happen to them. Um, I mean, I know famously um, there are chess professionals who don't control their accounts and everyone thinks they do and actually those who know know that they actually aren't. It's either their, their husband or wife or, or whatever and I don't want to name names because it's only going to uh, come back at me but there are some really really um obvious examples of this um and and nobody says anything really about that you know so um it it, it should we should be um if you set aside the fact that someone's controlling a chess server account like lee chess which you should it should never be the case someone shouldn't be playing for you and shouldn't have access to your account so i think she expressed re regret about the whole thing i think she issued a personal apology uh, to the uh, opponent in, in question um, and um, I, I, I guess she'll be reviewing her old social media team um, but if we look at you know for instance a let's say a famous um, former world champion um, who has say his wife running his account for instance is that okay then is is that okay that she could be effectively be tweeting for him um, and expressing opinions that maybe he doesn't hold entirely, possibly? Um, let's talk about an ex-women's um, world champion um, from a famous chess family. If her husband is posting on her behalf, is that okay? Um, I don't know. I mean, you guys can... Uh, drop voicemails, um, messages to the podcast or, or post on our Facebook page or on Twitter or on Instagram and let us know how you think about that. Um, so I'd say lessons uh, learned there in terms of what happened to Elizabeth. Um, I think we all ought to just take care because it could happen to any of us. And she's a really good person to be open and honest about it and just to hold her hand up and just say you know look you know it's a mistake and um i regret it and i'm gonna do something about it so it doesn't happen again okay um you know moving on um the impact chess uh, rolls on um there's an event uh, where um Right now, actually, as we speak, Magnus Carlsen is playing uh, Hikaru Nakamura um, for the Kiva Fund, I think they're doing it for. I just want to say um, kudos to Magnus. Um, not only has he single-handedly saved chess in terms of, um, you know, putting on these events, um, he's now turned his, his hand to giving to charity. Um, he didn't need to, he doesn't have to, but he's doing it. And I just want to just, you know, thank him from, you know, where I stand, where I can see, you know, the efforts he's, he's making 
I mean, he's an entrepreneur as well as a player. He's got play Magnus. He's effectively um, acquired Chess24 and Chessable as part of his portfolio. He's done really well because they're very, very good brands. And whatever the kind of ownership um, stake, um, he's got a substantial part of that. And um, it's doing really well. I mean, Chessable's an extraordinarily good um, resource. Uh, Chess24 has always been good. Um, they've, they they um, used to post on my Facebook page, your Chess Club Live um, Facebook page. So I've worked with them before and um, they, they're really, really good. And, you know, they can only get bigger and better. Uh, and Magnus not only... Um, champions these brands but he also champions um non-commercial brands like um Leaches, you know and the stuff he's doing there so i think all in all um it's uh, it's extraordinarily good um what's happening in the in the chess world um from from that point of view um i can only say um just just keep going i i think there is an element of um partly um some parts of chess being left to their own devices i would say namely um chess uh, played by elite um women professionals um i know chess.com have done something um their 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 rapid and blitz championships um um but you know there's nothing coming from fide really um okay there's the online olympiad but I don't think that really cuts it. So I wonder what's happening because there's obviously on the open side, Magnus is just holding that up and he's doing everything. Are we expecting Magnus to also roll out events for um, elite chess women? Isn't there someone out there um, who can do a decent job on that side too? And then, you know, complement what Magnus is doing on the open side of chess uh, for open events. You know, I, I would just appeal to to anyone listening to this who, who's got remotely um, any influence over these kind of events to think about it, um, that we are have really abandoned um, uh, female um, elite players um, because they are predominantly um, not in the open elite chess um list of participants that we see the same names over and over again playing in in the the magnus chess tour that's not magnus's fault that's that's the way the chess world is set out but we can still do something about it surely can't we um so um i'd uh, i'd want to to just uh, call that out um also another topic would be this topic about algorithms um well, recently in the uk news I'm, I'm based in the uk by the way leeds in particular um there have been some controversy over the um a-level results you're probably thinking what has that got to do with chess well um i'm a software programmer by trade and um, everything i do and have created in chess is based on some form of an algorithm so algorithms are at the heart of uh, chess software and um, if you have an algorithm, say, that's uh, producing an evaluation of uh, an A-level student's um, 
two years of study um, to give a nominal um, or virtual exam result. Um, that, that's pretty much down to the criteria that you choose and then put into the algorithm. This idea that an algorithm is some form of truth um, which has been brought down from the, the heavens, you know, like a form of a, a deity which then rules on certain events. We found this in, um, in, in Gibraltar, you know, a couple of years ago when Ho Yifan was being paired against largely um, female chess players and she took umbrage with this and actually uh, forfeited her, herself, you know, she just effectively threw a game and she was extremely angry about it. And the organizers defended themselves by saying it was an algorithm and the algorithm, um, they couldn't really change it. It was, ev everyone subjected to it and uh, the results were therefore, um, um, you know, um, you couldn't really contest them. And, I, I, and, and at the time I did say this, and I, I say this even now, is that really doesn't make any sense. Because an algorithm is simply a list of rules that a computer follows. It's by nature deterministic. And by that I mean you can, if you follow those rules um, step by step, you can reproduce the possibilities. So you can work out exactly what the possible um, scenarios are. The question is not that the scenarios are not valid. The question is the probability distribution and assumed fairness of those distributions, are they valid? So if you have, um, a f uh, you know, say a field of 500 players, 50 of them are elite chess women and 450 of them are professional male chess players. And it ends up being that women are being paired against one another round after round after round. I would submit to you that no matter how random and no matter how fair you believe those pairings are, and actually Swiss pairings aren't necessarily random, they're all about the results and then uh, people on the same level of score. But however pseudo-random something is purported to be, unless you actually see that in practice it is coming out that way, it does feel like it's unfair. So it's, it is a very good point. And it's such a good point that programmers know about this and they actually program certain algorithms to have um, some adjustments so that it appears fair so that when a fluky scenario like Yeho Yifan playing six women um, out of nine draws they're able to adjust that and, and um, factor that in and they can factor it in for anyone for instance they factor it in so a man doesn't end up playing um, you know seven women one after another when there's only 50 of them and there's 450 men for instance it is possible that that scenario will happen we just make sure that the algorithm doesn't uh, you know uh, produce that result 
because if you think okay well well we're we're tampering with um you know the fairness of 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 the swiss draw mm, i would contest that i would think that um just because a possibility it is uh, is manifest doesn't make it either fair or doesn't um mean that you can't um effectively create an exception where you don't want that to occur and you want pred- predominantly the um 95% tile uh, probability to come in and you just want to eliminate the 5% because you don't like those outliers and you don't like those uh, possibilities okay so i just thought i'd uh, mention that um much for listening um that's all i have for you right now and um please stay tuned and see you next time okay bye